They're just two parents who happen to be dads. One called Harley, the other one is Wads. It's not really Wads, it's Waves. But Wade doesn't rhyme with dads. It's shitting with the door open. It's our brand. <laughs> 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 oh god The sleepover Hey, welcome to the sleepover This is um, a special episode of Shitting with the door open uh, with Harley It's Brain. not shitting with the door open anymore It's the sleepover It's just, this is a brand new <laughs> podcast <laughs> If you've been struggling to follow along With where we're headed uh, <laughs> This should really clear things up for you <laughs> Anyway, I'm Harley Breed. That's my best mate, Wade Nathaniel Duffin. And um, we, we're we currently in my house in Melbourne. Yes. Um, I've recently returned from a trip. We're going to talk about that. But there is, there's no one else here. So it's just us. I will get my big fella back tomorrow. Yeah, but <laughs> when you keep your penis, I don't know what do. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> I had to say something. I've had my he, penis in storage for 10 days. He said, big fella, I had to say something. So, um, Leonard, my eldest child, will come home tomorrow. And um, Hannah and the two small children are already up, relocated uh, in Queensland. They're on the way, yeah. Uh, we have a house. Did I say that on the last episode? Uh, We've got no. One. So you said that on the uh, the Patreon for the oh. true fans. Well, if you want to know what's going on, <laughs> <laughs> get it on the ground level. Do you know what I like about the stay at your house? So when have you come to stay at my house for the night? I make sure yeah. it's like clean sheets, yeah. like a fresh bed, get the pillow, yeah. like yes, whatever you do. going you on. You do well at that, actually. And I come to stay at your bed house and you're like, I came in those sheets. You can sleep in there or you can sleep outside with the dog. <laughs> I'm is, off to bed. That is not <laughs> accurate at all. But I will admit that this time you have one of three children's beds that you can sleep in and none of them are made. And, and I don't know where the sheets are. <laughs> but that's how it's gonna go. So yeah, uh, we're we're um This is exciting. I love a we're sleepover. Foot loose and fancy free. How good is a sleepover without the kids? Yeah, it's the best. It's one hundred like parenting in general without the kids is the best. In I, fact, I, I love them, but you know, it's so much easier when they're not there. It's fairly early in the evening. And um I think you will agree with me on this that we're going to overcook this and be in bed pretty quick after this. Oh, 100%. Yeah. There's no doubt that, like, uh, we've come out like guns blazing. Oh, yeah. we ought to sleep over, having yeah. a good time. And then about an hour, like, oh, it is getting a bit late. 30. <laughs> both of us are really, like, I'll, I'll, I'll say it on your behalf, both of us are really handy cooks. Like, yeah. We both cook really well. And we've you've come over and we just. Went for a walk at like seven o'clock and got a kebab. Like <laughs> <laughs> no, not even drunk yet. We're like, we'll go get a kebab <laughs> and a slab of beer. <laughs> It'll be in bed by ten o'clock. It's going to be the best. Yeah, it's uh, good. I love it. So, how was the drive? To Queensland. Uh, so that's what I'm, I'm coming off here is uh, uh, the last time we saw each other in person. Um, I was about to do the the interstate drive, which I've done heaps now from Melbourne to Brisbane, um, with a brief stopover at uh, Echo Valley Farms, my um, older brother's farm, uh, and my, my sister-in-law as well. 
Um, and it was the best road trip I've ever had with the family. That's so nice. And I don't know, I don't know why, because I've had a lot of pretty stressful uh, drives on that particular route. Yep. Um, one in which I got to document uh, in a stand-up special because it happened during COVID and there was multiple border crossings and oh, yeah. permits needed. And yep. So that was pretty hectic. And there's also been real time schedule ones where you've got to get to a certain point. And um, there, there's also issues around finance. You know, you, you don't want to be staying in motels no, too much. And, yeah, totally. Um, this one, I think because it, it, it's, it wasn't, school holidays or anything like that so there wasn't a lot of that kind of traffic on the road um it was it was just really relaxed nice yeah i stayed in a a motor in i I just i just want to promote them because there was a motor in in albury if you're ever passing through albury and you get a chance to go to the asta motor in it is it looks like a, a 1970s hollywood movie set Great. They have done such a magical job of um, renovating this place and painted it in those sorts of colours. And Hannah had booked that one in. The room itself was fine. It was just a motor. Um, but it was great. And that was our first night. So that's only a three and a half hour journey on the first day. Which is what you want. You know, right, absolutely. For a road trip with like a family, with like little kids, you don't want to be spending like, especially if it's like a, it's supposed to be like, you're not just getting, it is about like the journey as well as the destination. Yes. You know what I mean? So three to four hours a day, well, if, see, you, for, if you can afford that time, is just perfect. It's just perfect. Yeah, for me, I would, like if it was you and me driving to Queensland and that was our destination, I would do uh, eight to ten hour days. Yeah, we'd just get it done. Yeah, but, but doing a three and a half to four hour um, distance is about an eight hour day. Yeah. <laughs> That's how much you've got to yeah. stop and pull over and... So we did that. We went from Albury. We went to uh, our next stop was um, Parks. Oh, yeah. Which is yeah, yeah. the home of Elvis. Yeah, they have that big Elvis festival, yeah. which El- looks so much fun. Elvis has never been there. <laughs> <laughs> it's not stopping Parks. Has he actually been to Australia at all? I, I don't even know my um, history on Elvis. I'm not even Surely. sure he like, um, toured anywhere outside the States. Surely he came here. Well, he, he, he went to war. He went to Vietnam. Yeah, but no, not Vietnam. Was World it? War Two. No, wait. No. Korea. No. Vietnam. No. Not Come Vietnam. On. Sorry, I'm googling now. Google it. Google what it. War. Did call in now. <laughs> call, call. I'm calling. I'm saying Korea. What war did Elvis fight in? Well, he didn't really fight. Here. He just went there. You wouldn't get this kind of good content on the Patreon. No, no. This is. <laughs> Although Elvis Presley was drafted into the U.S. Army in 1958, so I was well off with uh, with Vietnam, he did not see combat during his two years of service. He was stationed in Germany during the Cold War, where he entertained his fellow soldiers with impromptu concerts. He was honourably discharged in 1960, so I was well and truly we off. We were both there. off. I think you were a little bit closer than I was. Yeah, but still. Whatever. We're off. He didn't go to parks. Hold on. Let me me see. Did Elvis (laughs) go to... Oh, who knows, mate? It's content. (laughs) Two parks. It didn't even come up with parks. They don't even know what I'm talking about uh, because I'm spelling it wrong. Parks. Did did he come to Australia? I don't think he even came to Australia. I'm sure he didn't tour outside the US, outside of his wartime stuff. 
It was January when business was slow. The heat in parks drove locals on holidays. Nah, it's got nothing to do with Elvis ever going there. Elvis's birthday weekend in January 1993 was the first um, Parks Elvis Festival. A lovely little town in, uh, in western town. New South Wales. Very nice. Um, we stayed at the Parks International Motor Inn. <laughs> 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 there was not a lot of international vibes going on. Um, and then went from there to the Burke and Wills um, Motor Inn in Moree. Uh, Moree is a spa town. Is it really? It's got artesian hot springs underneath Moree. And did Burke and Wills actually stop in Moree? I don't know. Burke and Wills had 180 litres of uh, rum when they ended (laughs) off into the desert um, because their camel expert had told them that if the camel didn't have rum, they would get scurvy. (laughs) (laughs) It's so great that we named shit after those two absolute fucking privileged lunatics. I have no idea if they went to Moree. They might have. Um, and then after that, we went to the farm. And it was great, actually. Um, you know, I've, I've had plenty of material over the years about motor inns, but the, the honest, genuine truth is uh, I would rather be in a motor inn with my kids than in a hotel room. Motor inns are great because they're so unpretentious. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just go in there, you hang out, there's no kind of fuss, there's no kind of like, oh, what do I do kind of thing, blah, blah, yep. blah, blah, blah. Because we went to, you go to like a real fancy hotel and it can be a bit awkward. Wow. You know what I mean? It can yeah. just be a bit like I've always feel like I don't belong. I'm like, oh, what am I doing here? I don't want to be here. And it's just be- awkward get, getting your, your, all your gear in. Like when when you're with children, um, the, you know, at the oversized baggage area, yeah, it's people with lots of kids and bands. Yeah, they're the ones waiting for their shit to come out from oversize. Yeah, and and that's because we, especially when your children are small. You travel with so much fucking shit. It's ridiculous. And so a motor in where you can park at the front door. Yep. And you're just straight in. And they don't give a shit. No. They're like, yeah, you're next to the serial killer just down there. Yep. There's yep. like a... <laughs> yep. I did this on radio. Witness protection like... just on the other side. <laughs> well, because I, I, I do a weekly radio spot and I was talking about how the motor ins have all been done up. They've all had a zhuzh recently like yeah. they've all the ones we stayed in like they've had a little bit of a a, a makeover a, re, um, a renovation and now they've got like throw pillows in a, <laughs> in a motor room. I'm like because that's what I want could you put something on the bed that never gets washed could you could you put a pillow on, the, <laughs> on this bed <laughs> that a man in high vis has cry wanked into? Could you? <laughs> that's what we did. Oh, and Hannah had the best line. It was so funny. The kids kids love curtains. Yeah. I, I used to do the exact same thing hide when I was a kid. Them. You're hiding them. Yeah. You twist yourself around yeah. in it. And Walt was twisting himself around in it. And Hannah really calmly just went, "Oh, Walter, um, those curtains." are dream catchers for farts. It's <laughs> 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 like, that's such a perfect description. They have never been washed. They have never, and never will be. No. At all. But I feel like that's, um, you go in there, it's like the motor road and you look at the sheets, you're like, ah, oh, <laughs> do I? You're going to yeah. risk it all. Yeah. In there. No, put the black light away. We don't need to know. <laughs> well, I remember um, being on tour uh, years and years ago uh, and Joel Creasy came out of his um, motor in and went, I can't sleep in there. There is jizz on the pillow. <laughs> and we were like, okay, mate, I think you're overreacting. And we walked in and went, oh, no, that's definitely... <laughs> <laughs> 
That's definitely what that is. <laughs> it would have been great if it was his chest. <laughs> He'd been in there for a like, minute. What, like a plot twist. <laughs> I don't know who just put that. <laughs> but yeah, it was great, man. I um, and I don't know. Like I, I think psychologically for me, it was also because this is a big. This is a really big step for us um, as a family. Um, there's a lot of really complicated um, bits of the puzzle to put together. I and imagine some um, complicated feelings around it too. Really, really complicated feelings. I, you know, I, I've sort of voiced this to you where I don't think it's correct, but there's a sense of failure for me leaving Melbourne. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't think that's accurate. Um, I don't think I've failed here. It's not accurate uh, at all, but I also would see why like that feeling would arise well because i'm going home right i'm going yeah. back to um but it's not accurate at all well i'm going back to where near to where i lived uh when i was a teenager i'm not going back to where i grew up as a child which was in country queensland and this is i'm sort of basically uh, i'll be um loosely around the northern suburbs of brisbane and and for me that kind of it th- there's a sense that that's a step back yeah, it's not a step forward, um, but that's also incorrect. It is a step forward. We're doing it for for really good reasons, and the major reason is to be around community. Yes, uh, um, and that community is grandmas and granddads and uncles and aunts and nieces and nephews and mates and having that group of people around us. Yeah, um, uh, as as we um, sort of charter the waters of. Try to be parents um, with yet another one on the way. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you think of the reason that you came to um, Melbourne, and we can cut this out if you like, but mm. if you think of the reason that you came to Melbourne, it was to try your hand at being a comedian, yeah. to get a career, mm-hmm. and see where that led you, I guess. Yeah. You've come down to Melbourne, you've done countless stand-up shows, like uh, yeah. festival shows, yeah. hosted two TV shows. Yeah. Hosted Breakfast Radio. Yeah. Corporates, cruise yep. ships. Yeah. You've done uh, like a critical acclaim. Yeah. You know what I mean? Won some awards. Won some awards. That no one knows about. <laughs> but. Sure. You know, like if you were to say to yourself before you left, um, you know, to come down the first time and somebody said to you, here's what you're going to happen. You go, fuck, I'll take that. I'll fucking take that any day of the week. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I would do that. Uh, I, But I also could have done all of that from any other city in Australia. Maybe, possibly. Uh, well, maybe not. No, I don't know. No, because I, I think it's not, um, it's not just your talent that pushed you down here. It's everybody else's talent around you that has pushed you down here. Yes. You know what I yes. mean? So yeah. there's been like a real drive of like a community of comedians down here. And those, there's that community in Brisbane and... And Mal- Melbourne, Sydney, Perth. Yeah. But it's just that the Melbourne one, in that period of time, really fit. It, you, it fit you, with me. It fit I, with you, yeah. I remember, um, I think it was um, Justin, Hamil- Justin Hamilton said to me that he he was like, he was talking to somebody, he goes, um, it, it, he, he found it really shocking that I wasn't from Melbourne. Yeah, right. He goes, I just, I just thought you were Melbourne. And I'm like, oh... I've just always thought I was definitely from Queensland, but you know, the, meaning that I really immersed myself in this city. Yes, um, I gave it everything, and the city didn't do wrong by me. It's just it's got to a point. 
Um, you couldn't stop rooting. I just couldn't stop rooting. Your cock was just yeah, too powerful. And I'm not going to wear a condom. Those erections. Not, <laughs> if the Pope is not going to endorse it, I will not wear it. <laughs> I'm too strong. To be clear, Heather and I made this decision to move north before we found out that we were having and yet I th- another also child. think it's like a, it's a great thing to do. To yes. just make that change, yeah, for you and Hannah and like, because what's wrong with going? You know what? It's been great down here. Yeah, let's head up there and do something great. So yeah, I can see why there's a sense of like failure in the back of your head, but it's absolutely inaccurate. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to dismiss those feelings. No, but at the same time, they are not correct. So I'm well, dismissing them. That well, you know, because there's a little bit of snobbery in Australia. Not a little bit. There's a lot of snobbery in Australia on what cities are better and what states are better. And, and Only what, in Melbourne and Sydney, I think. Outside oh, of those They two. seem to be the two states to really focus on it. Yeah. Um, but but it, it's it's uh, very hard to avoid it. Um, yeah. But also, I uh, the, the reality is, I just need a community of people around me, and um, uh, th- that's just what it is. But it's it's not nothing that um, this move is happening. And the biggest issue is the um, in whichever way it plays out, the separation from my eldest child, which is so hard. Yeah, so hard. So th- there is a scenario where he he may be able to come with us. Um, in which case, every school holidays, he won't be with us. And yeah. they're my favourite times with my children. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm not a great big fan of school, to be honest with you, because, uh, you know, that whole idea of, yeah, it's school time. And I've even um, participated in this on social media where you're like, yeah, the school holidays are over and you're kicking them out the door. I'd far prefer my kids to be around me and to, um, to be with them. The schools are pain in the ass trying to get them in the car, get them off, make sure lunches are done. Then, you know, by the time you've done all of that, you feel like you get home, you breathe out, and then you turn around, you've got to go fucking pick them up again. Um, yeah. I, I'd prefer them at home. So if he was up with us and then um, I'd lose him at those good times where you can really bond, that school holiday time, yeah. that would be hard. The opposite is probably what's going to happen is he's probably going to stay in the in the short term. He'll stay here in Melbourne and then he'll come up to us for school holidays. Great. Which is great, but that means on the day-to-day, I'm not around my kid. And that's not nothing at all. That's huge. That's a real... Um, yeah, like that's going to be a real heartache. Like, we're in a modern time now, and this doesn't, like, ease it at all, I guess, but... It's so much easier to communicate with somebody now than it ever has been. I think it does ease it. I think you know it makes I mean? it a so bit... So if yeah. he's got his own phone and he can text you and yeah. you can text him or you can call whenever they need, yeah, like that's got to be much easier than 20 years ago where it was like uh, you call a house line. And yes, line yeah, and, and hope that someone's there. And hope that somebody's <laughs> yeah, there, yeah. you know. Although I did say to him the other day, as we've just... I've tried to... Allow the conversation whenever it needs to happen. So whenever he wants to talk about it, it was like, well, let's just talk about this. And I said, mate, we'll, we'll make sure that I, I know that at the moment I'm not great that when you go over to your mum's, I, I don't, we don't talk that much because I know you're safe and I know you're, you're over there and you're coming back to me in a week anyway, so it's fine. And I said, um, when, when we're all separated in Queensland, I'll make sure that we do better at that and that we have regular daily... Um, Zoom calls or yep. phone calls and he just went oh maybe not every day <laughs> 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 I 
I'm like, okay, mate, sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, that's that's the biggest challenge for me. I mean, everything else around it, uh, even that, you know, the, the emotions of feeling like I'm taking a backward step, which I, I genuinely know is not correct. They're fine, but the, yeah. the separation from my child is a really big one. It is not nothing, and it will be difficult. Um, but also in in four to five years' time, he's an adult. Yeah, exactly. And um, he's doing whatever he wants. He's been flying on his own since he was seven. Yeah. You know, he's um, he's a well-seasoned traveller and he'll get up to us and um, whenever that happens. And also, I'm not going to stop being a touring comic. No. You know, so I, I will be down here a lot anyway. And it's that thing where it is a huge... Because it is. Like, there's no point trying away. It's a, it's a big... It's a big thing. Yeah. But you're not the only person to go through this big thing. Yeah. Many families go through something very similar. Mm-hmm. And I think how you deal with it and the way that yours and Leonard's relationship is um, will play a huge part into making this not the... Uh, I don't know if traumatic is the right word. But, you know, like not the negative experience. I think traumatic is the right word because yeah. regardless of how we um, navigate this... Yeah. Um, even if everybody has their heads on right and and acts maturely in in, in every situation, there's this there will be trauma. Yeah, you're right. And yeah. it's how to process that trauma is, I think, what's more important. Open you guys are with that conversation. Yes. And you guys yeah. are so open the way you talk to each other that I guess the point I'm making is that it's going to be hard. But I can't imagine two people, you and. You're big fella. Yeah. <laughs> I love how you just looked at me there. You tried so hard. It's all right, mate. Use your own words. <laughs> you big fella. I'd love to have a wee chat. <laughs> I'd love to talk to my big fella too. <laughs> we use sign language when we talk to each other. <laughs> We try so hard. <laughs> oh, we have a very vigorous conversation. It's quick. It's angry. Sometimes we'll fight. I challenge any penis owner <laughs> to not feel fucking emotionally vulnerable about being separated from their big fella. <laughs> I mean, even for the shortest time. Imagine it. Anyway, I can't imagine two people uh, better, I guess, emotionally equipped to deal with this than you and your boy. Well, I think we have put in some really great groundwork for this. Like, yeah. honestly, I mean, the, the challenge is uh, that it's, it's fairly um, widely accepted that uh, the time... And this is not to the exclusion of all other times, but the time that a child needs a father is in their adolescence. Yeah. And that's not, like I just said, it's not to the exclusion of any other time. Dads are the ones that turn up. So you turn up all the time. Yeah. Or, but, but when the dad really needs to kick into gear uh, and, and, and be very present and be there is for teenagers. And my child is officially becoming a teenager almost the month that we're leaving yeah and that's not nothing it's not nothing uh and so what that i guess what that means for me is uh it's going to require um a lot of work 
to make sure I'm with him in whichever way that I can be. And, and some of that will have to be um, using this incredible um, uh, media that we have now. Yeah. Um, medium, I mean, the way of connecting with each other. Um, but also, like I said, I'm a touring comic and there's planes and all of that and it'll be, be great. Um, yep. But, but it, it, uh, I guess point being is it, it hasn't been something that we haven't given a lot of thought to and um, we will have to continue giving a lot of thought to and how yep. to make sure that we're connected. And imagine it would be like a changing situation as well. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It, it won't be just like a, a very static, right? This is what will happen. Yeah. This is, the, this is the rule. This is the structure of the situation. I imagine like it'll just be like a really kind of like rolling fucking um, absolutely it has to be it has to be an evolving thing and, and evolving, also it's, it's not evolved. it's not just it's not just me and leonard there's so many other people involved in this scenario but fuck them um they're <laughs> 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 not the fucking podcast are they <laughs> no but um so for instance today walter hurt himself um really bad i've just flown back today from new zealand um and while I was in the air, I was getting messages uh, from Hannah saying, um, oh, hey, if um, Walter's hurt himself and he's he's pretty upset and really wants to talk to Leonard. Um, oh. and, and I just texted back, I'm still in the air, um, but I'll try and make that happen. Because what Walter really wanted in that moment, he's been a lot like this um, over the course of his six years, he when he gets really upset he'll he used to when he was really young before he could really even talk he'd get really upset and just start saying leonard leonard and so he's he's really sad and just wants to talk to his older brother oh man that's nice but we managed to be able to facilitate that and leonard kind of snapped into gear i haven't even spoken to him for a few days because he's too cool for school for me yeah um but i was like hey man can you just give hannah's computer a call and um yeah and and, and talk to him so the the two little kids will find it really difficult to not be with Leonard. So what a beautiful thing that he's not too cool for school for his younger siblings. Absolutely. Like what a tremendous thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's excellent. That's really kind of like, oh, they need me. I'm there. Yeah, he's he's, he's excellent like that. Yeah. Um, but enough about me. How are you? How's, yeah, right. how's things going? Because you have a really big thing going on, two big things. We've talked about Dusty, your dog, oh, and yeah. it's not nothing yeah, something at came, all. came up the other day. And uh, I walked in the front door and there was like this smell. And I thought, fuck, Claire has ripped one here. She has really just fucking <laughs> let one go. Your first thought is, my wife is filthy. <laughs> like, honestly, like from the front door as well to the back of the house, I thought, fuck, she has been on the beans or something. Lay off the cabbage love. Get it. That sauerkraut. Sorry, you said on the bean, and that means something completely oh, yeah, different. Right. Maybe she was. No judgment for me. What she created smoke? She was going at us. Like just that friction. Use <laughs> a lubricant, love. <laughs> Sorry, babes. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, these are the best sleepover podcasts. (laughs) Let's do them every day for the rest of our lives. (laughs) (laughs) Won't take long. (laughs) No, like if you can see the table we're recording on. (laughs) 
Anyway, come home. There's a smell in the house. <laughs> we hadn't ripped one. She was out of the house. And I was like, fuck, what is that? Has Dusty farted? And then I kind of look up at the hall and I see like a little pile. And, you know, like a little yeah. pile of shit. Yeah. Of poop. Which is very unlike Dusty. Which is very unlike Dusty. It's so unlike Dusty. And By then, the way, Dusty's his dog. <laughs> Dusty's my penis. <laughs> What's he done? I left him at home. Um... <laughs> Trying to lift a big fella at home. <laughs> I needed to go for a run and I couldn't carry all that weight. I was up for a run. And then I remembered before I left, I gave him like uh, the chicken and rice. I gave yeah. him like that food. And that now is a real trigger for him. He eats it and he's like, no, I'm going to go outside and take a shit. Yeah. It's just like part of his ritual. Yeah. And I had just forgot. Like, that's totally on me. I gave him chicken and rice. Right, I'm going for a run. Come back half an hour later. And he had done like five separate kind of like little poops, little pies throughout the house. And you could see them from his bed to the back door where he's trotted back and forth and back and forth, back and forth, not wanting to do it. But he's just kind of, he's 19. Yeah. And he just couldn't. He's a senior citizen. He's a senior and he just couldn't hold it for as long as he used to be able to. The poor guy. Imagine how distressed he was. Yeah. Anyone like, oh, fucking hell. Open the back door, let him out. And then I start like cleaning it up. And this is just, <laughs> I just think I wasn't thinking properly. I'd pick up a little pile with toilet paper and I'd put it in the, in the toilet. And then I'd like leave a little bit of toilet paper where the pile was so I knew where to wipe. Yeah, great. You know what I mean? Like yeah. with, the, with the spray. Yeah, good system. So I did that a couple of times. and then Whereas Dusty's, for me, I'd just gurney the whole house. And then so Dusty's whining to come back in. So all right, I'll let him back in. I do like the third pile and then I notice him and he's just like standing in like one of the piles. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, just, just go to, go to bed. And then he starts walking off the bed. I'm like, no, no, I mean, go outside. So go he's outside. just walking shit through. He's just walking shit like back uh, and forth through the house. Now you do need to go near the house. Well, in hindsight, I always had to. Yeah. I always had to. It was just a delusional part of mine. I just thought, oh, this will be a good little way to spread. But of course, there's no situation when there's five turds throughout your yeah. house yeah. that you just don't fucking gurney the whole, like mm. you just don't fucking do the whole thing. Yeah. And I was always going to, in the end, yes. I guess I realized it. Anyway, I put like all the like things in the toilet and then <laughs> I went to flush it, but I'm like, ah. Oh. I told it's not going to handle that. And sure enough. Oh, it backed up. <laughs> it backed up. Oh, no. So I had to just wait. And I thought, fuck, I can... Because I didn't have a plunger at the moment because of another incident that happened. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> oh, well, now we're definitely going to talk about that. What, what incident did you go through? So we had... All right, so... In the end, <laughs> that didn't take much probing at all. <laughs> I'm into it. I love it. Um, anyway, so the toilet backed up, eventually got that cleared, eventually got everything mopped up, told Claire, she thought it was hilarious. But the other incident, have we talked about this before? I don't know. Where, for some reason, the toilet was like clogged in our house, and I forget what it was. I completely forget why the toilet was clogged. Um, but it got flushed. Anyway, like there's water like up to the fucking... Yeah, right up to the rim. Right up, up to, to the rim. Up to Pussy's Bow. Up to Pussy's Bow. And there's a few floaters. Yeah. There's a few floaters. Oh, it's a rough situation, <laughs> that one. And there was nothing do going down. Do you leave down. it or do you deal it, with it immediately? It just was not going down. <laughs> yeah. 
And so I was like, fuck, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And so... That's where you get the poo stick. <laughs> I've got one here. <laughs> I don't have a plunger. You get a poo stick and you just fucking... You just go at it. I you're like you're stoking went, a fire. I went and got a coat hanger. And so I was like yep. fucking stoking it with That's that. That's right. Didn't do anything. Not with the hook on though. You don't want to be pulling stuff out. Well, I thought I'd be good to pull stuff oh, out. Oh, no, it's not. Because <laughs> what I did was I pulled stuff out. And then it's just like washed it. Or paper just like floating around on the, the inside of the, the bowl. So then, <laughs> so then I thought, all right, so I put the gloves on. And I got like a... Oh, you went in. Well, actually, no. I've stepped... I've, I've gone past the step here. I thought, fuck, I've got to get rid of that floater before I, put, before, before I go in. Yeah. I've just got to. And so I got like a, a plastic bowl and I <laughs> scooped it up. One of the kids' breakfast bowls. <laughs> it was just one of the old... Like, you know, like you order like noodles from the Chinese place. It was one of those bowls. And so like, I picked it up, take that out to the outside toilet, like flush that. All right, sweet, that's done. Throw that in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> and then I put like a glove on and like the... Um, and the uh, and get the plunger in my hand. Like I'm going in. I'm doing it. So get in there. Bo, 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 but that glove's not long enough. Like what you mate? Need- not long enough. And had a hole in the tip. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. The moment my hand went in, like the water, I'm like, oh, it's too late. So I was like plunging as quick as I can. Like eventually, like the thing goes. Like it doesn't take long. It's go boom, boom, boom. But the water is like halfway up my knuckles. I'm like, ah, <laughs> plunge, plunge, plunge. Like got it out. And then <laughs> I just took the gloves and the plunger, even though was, you know the plunger just did its job. And like, no, I'm not having it. I just threw them and in the bin. You bend. just bend it all. I just bend it all. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you used a tool that was exactly for what the tool was for, and then you I went. Got, now you need to be put in the bin. <laughs> like, this is your problem. It's like you put a screw in <laughs> with a screwdriver. Went well. You did that well. Fuck off. <laughs> right. It was one of those like, short-handled plungers. That was the problem. It wasn't like a real long one. No, what you have to get is one of those um, vet gloves. If you're going to be doing this shit again. Yeah, you, for the cow. Yeah, for going right up the cow. Yeah. I'm dealing with this narrative podcast I'm trying to get up, which I find yep. very stressful because I don't know what I'm doing. Yep. And I said to Claire today, I'm like, I'm feeling so anxious about trying mm. to produce this thing. But it's so good for me to do it. Because I'm finding it hard. Yeah. And I haven't yeah. really pushed myself. Like it was like writing this thing was um was fun and great and I found it hard. But this is a bit where I have to now engage with other people yeah. and organize yeah. and mobilize and kind of like manage a situation. And everybody I'm dealing with is so lovely. I'm sure I've said it before, it takes pressure to make diamonds. Yes. You know? Yeah. So of course it's gonna be good things, but that's a lot of things on your plate. It's for me, I say to Claire, like... Um, Not to mention your best friend's about to leave. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's all too much. It's all too much. I don't want to think about well, that. I can't like that at all. I already know. Everyone listening. He's got a spare room. And that's where I'm staying. <laughs> <laughs> There's sleepovers to come. I say to Claire, like, what I will consider successful with this narrative podcast when it comes out is if it comes out. Yes. That is success to yeah. me. The fact that That's I actually how we treat ma- this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this one has been so rambly. <laughs> I, I, I can't think why. <laughs> There'll be no editing on this at all. <laughs> or heaps. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, anyway, so that's what I got going on. Oh man, it's a lot. I, I think you know that. I, I feel like everyone in my life at the moment actually has just a truck ton of shit going on. Yeah, um, heaps. And I don't know what it is, and, and sometimes I, I guess it's just about our age and and where we're at in life. But there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, I I think it's also great. I think it's I think it's great to be busy with things that you want to be doing, yeah. not busy with the things that you have to be doing. Yes. When you're busy doing the things you want to be doing, and I think that's why our journey was so great. Yeah. Um, because we want to do this, we've yeah. made the decision. Once you make the decision, it's the right decision. So whether that's your your narrative podcast or you you're renovating your house, or for me, it's it's moving the family north. You're like, yeah, this is really hard. Like, that's the reason I've flown back in now and the, and the reason that the house is empty is now my job is to pack this house up. And while I'm daunted about the idea of um, what's ahead of me physically, I'm, I'm not daunted at all emotionally because yeah. this has to be done and I've made the decision and I believe in it and I think it's going to be great. I think that's the way to look at it, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you've made the decision. Mm. It's happening. Yeah. So why... Um, waste negative energy on it yeah you just go like yeah this is going to be hard but i want to do this thing this isn't happening let's go for it yeah and you know um change that mindset weirdly the the house that we've got in queensland um which is at the moment it's a short-term house but it might be a long-term situation for us so it's a lovely little house and a lovely sort of quiet little suburb just north of brisbane and um it has it's got quite a lot of trees, which is really lovely to have a lot of trees in a rental. We've talked about that before when they yep. just napalm the property. But two, it's got two major trees in its backyard. Um, one is a mango tree and the other one is uh, a tree known as, uh, I think it's called an African tulip. Um, some people not, might know it as a carrot tree or as a fire tree. Um, I had the two exact same trees in my backyard growing up no way. in Bundaberg. Amazing, and, and the mango tree is massive. My boy has uh, Walter has already climbed up it, so and good. and I'm looking at this going, this is, this is so weird that they're going to have a very similar upbringing to what I had at a pretty similar age that I joined that. Yeah, wow. Uh, that I, we moved into Do that mango house. trees really overproduce. It depends if it's male or female. Oh, and it depends where another male or female tree is in, in terms of uh, what happens to the flowers. But this one looks like. Uh, I'm fairly sure I'm correct on this. There's a female tree, which means it'll have heaps and heaps of mangoes. Just fucking mango crazy. Yeah, mango crazy, yeah. Mangoes are delicious. Before I moved to... Love a mango. For years, I thought I didn't like mango. Yeah. Because I'd always had bad ones. I'd never had a mm. really good one. I was like, oh, mangoes, fucking overrated. And then a few years ago, I was like, oh, no. Fuck, a good mango is fantastic. We just had so many mangoes growing up. Was because like my grandma had a mango in her backyard. Yeah. Um, oh, she had many mango in her backyard. <laughs> <laughs> Countless little mangoes. <laughs> right in the backyard. We are not going down the line. We are not going to go down the line <laughs> of you fantasizing about rooting Pearl. All right? She's dead. She's been dead for years. It's not me rooting her, mate. It's all those men up in Queensland up in the backyard. All right? Don't blame me. 
for your grandmother's <laughs> slatness ways. <laughs> slatness ways. <laughs> anyway, we just had a lot of mangoes. So I'm, now I'm Googling how to turn mango into alcohol. Um, there's got to be a way. It's got sugar. You know? Yeah, mango wine. Yeah. Mango liqueur. Yeah. yeah. Delicious. Yeah, they make like plum wine and peach wine. Yeah. Why not mango? Mango chutney is great. Yeah, it's not alcohol though, is it? It is if you had vodka. <laughs> <laughs> um, what we haven't spoken about, um, and I feel like we're at the end of this episode and maybe we can do this when we're, I'm not saying we're drunk, um, but when we're a little bit more sober, is is talk about the uh, the wilderness rites of passage. We can that, talk about uh, it now. What have we got? Where we're at? About 40 minutes. That's a long time. I'm just saying I'm fucking knocking off early. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, you know, there's uh, we, we can talk about this, but that's another thing that I... Um, Let's talk about it tomorrow morning. We're done because it's, uh, you know, you know what's important at a sleepover? It's sleeping. That's right. Yeah. Uh, we can't be up talking to you guys or not. We'll see you in the morning though. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. Or... In a few days' time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, what would be really helpful for us is, uh, you know, we say, you know, like and subscribe and all that boring shit. But if you want to leave a review, that would oh, be yeah. sick. And give it a share as well. Share it with your give mates. Give it a share. Do that. Like word of mouth really We're helps. We're trying to take over the world. Uh, but yeah, give it a like. Give it a share. Subscribe, write a review, all that stuff really helps. And plenty of space over at Patreon as well where there's heaps of content um, and we've got an exciting thing coming up too where for the first time in the history of Shitting With The Door Open, we're doing a collab. Oh, yes. We've got a collab coming up um, with a great mate of the show. Best mate of the show, I would say. Probably the best mate of the show, Nellie Thomas, who has her own podcast. And this is definitely a hard out plug. If you haven't got on to Dear Nellie. Oh, it's great. It's so good. Go and listen to that. I've been a guest on a couple of times. Wade's got a guest spot coming up. And then the both of us have a guest spot coming up. Well, no, that is the guest spot. No, you're doing one. I'm doing one. And then we're doing... Uh, a joint one together Oh I thought it was just We're just doing a joint one No No you read the email wrong oh. You're doing yours Then I'm doing mine I then think you've read the email And then we're doing one together Amazing And then the one that we do together Is going to be put out As a Dear Nelly pod And a Shitting with the Door Open pod Shitting with Dear Nelly open Yeah Shitting <laughs> Shitting openly on Dear Nelly <laughs> Dear Nelly She's so happy about being involved with us <laughs> It was your idea Nelly <laughs> Oh yeah Just let her pick some vegetables <laughs> Dads